You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having an outstanding start to your Friday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button, and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSEC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So Thursday was a off day for the Braves, and they have absolutely been playing outstanding baseball. In terms of their offense, historic baseball in the month of June, just definitely the best team, at least so far this month, in baseball. And here recently, yes, overall, They have had an easier schedule in the month of June than they did in the month of May. But the Braves have been taking care of business against good teams over the past week plus of action. They beat the Phillies in two straight games. They took two two out of three against the Cincinnati Reds. And they they just swept the the AL Central leading Minnesota Twins. Now, the Twins have not been playing as good as the Phillies or the Reds. But the point is that the Braves have been doing very well against quality opponents. And that includes a five-game winning streak and just an absolute absolutely dominant sweep of the Twins earlier this week. But now the scene shifts to the NL East. Now, very important matchup with the Miami Marlins, who arguably have been the hottest team in the National League at the very least, besides the Atlanta Braves. The thing that stands out about this is is that this is going to be the second to last time the Marlins and the Braves face off against each other. Three games this weekend and then three games in the middle of September. So the Braves have a great opportunity to where if they can win two out of three in this series, they could put even further distance between them and Miami. But of course, Miami also has the opportunity to close the gap between them and the Braves a bit as well. We'll get into the matchup in just a moment. But the other exciting news from Thursday is that it was made official when it came to the National League All-Star team. And the great thing about it is, is that the Braves are once again going to be well represented, well represented. And as a matter of fact, they're going to have the best representation that they've had since they moved to Atlanta. That is correct. It was announced on Thursday that joining Ronald Acuna Jr., who automatically got the start for the National League since he was the top overall vote-getter in all of baseball for the All-Star Game. It was announced that both Orlando Arcia and Sean Murphy, in each of their first times as an All-Star, would be joining Ronald Acuna Jr. as National League All-Star starters. And the amazing thing about it is is that, again, this is their first time both being All-Stars. The complete roster for the National League will be Sean Murphy at catcher, 
Freddie Freeman at first base, Luis Arias at second base, Nolan Arenado at third base, Orlando Arce at shortstop, Ronald Acuna Jr., Mookie Betts, and Corbin Carroll in the outfield, and J.D. Martinez at DH. So you have some a wide variety of talents that are going to be starting, you know, for the National League. You've got some mainstays, some regular names like Freddie Freeman, as well as Arenado, Betts, what have you. You've got rookie Corbin Carroll, Ronald Acuna Jr. being a mainstay. But, of course, what stands out is both Sean Murphy and Orlando Arcia starting this game. And when I say that this is a bit of a historical, you know, development for the Braves, it's actually, if my calculations are correct, this is actually the first time since 1961, so it would be the first time since the Braves have been in Atlanta that they have had three or more position players start for the National League in the All-Star game. They have had three starters Overall, they did it in 1996 and 1998 when they had the starting pitcher on the mound going with two other position players. But in terms of three or more position players, this is the first time since 1961 that the Braves have had three or more position players start in the All-Star game and the first time they've done it since they've been in Atlanta. But the other thing that stands out about this is that when it comes to Alex Anthopoulos, you know, he has the best track record of any GM when it comes to, you know, just trust me. You know, we talk about hold my beer. Well, he, for Alex Anthopoulos, he just holds his hand up and says, hey, you go enjoy your beer. I'll take care of the rest. The point that I'm getting at is, is that the major two storylines from the Braves offseason was the fact that in the likelihood that we thought we were going to make a major move this offseason, it was surprising to see that that major move was upgrading the catcher position when we already had one of the strongest catcher platoons in baseball. That's when we had William Contreras and Travis Darnot, and then we go out and we get Sean Murphy. So the upgrade was there. It was just surprising where it occurred. And then, of course, we all discuss, talk about, and I'll admit, even to myself, a bit or a lot question the move at the end of spring training where it was announced that Orlando Arcia would be the starting shortstop for the Braves. And yet here we are, six months after the acquisition of Sean Murphy, um, and three months after the announcement that Orlando Arcia would be the starting shortstop. One of these positions, the shortstop position with Dansby Swanson moving on, was one of the biggest question marks going into the offseason. And the catcher position was where we made our biggest acquisition. And what occurs both players are going to be starting at for the National League in the All-Star Game. Now, in my opinion, it needs to be made clear. Sean Murphy is the best catcher in baseball this year. Ronald Acuna Jr., at least in the National League, he's the second best player in baseball. Shohei Otani is just on another level. But when it comes to Ronald Acuna Jr., he's clearly the best player in the National League right now. He is by far the favorite for the MVP in the National League. Orlando Arcia, you can look at the numbers and you can easily see he hasn't put together the strongest resume so far this year at the shortstop position. But what he does have is the unexpected level to his story. The unexpected that the fact that he's been an unexpected source of success in one of the biggest areas of needs for an NL pennant favorite. That is what has really stood out about Orlando Arcia's resume so far this year. No one really expected at all for him to come anywhere close to being the offensive producer that he has been or being as dependable defensively as he's been. So yes, you can make the argument that other shortstops are more deserving to be the starter than Orlando Arcia, but for him to come in 
fill the role that was the biggest question mark for this Braves team in the offseason and be a huge reason why the Braves have had success at the bottom of their order so far this year, Orlando Arcia definitely has put together a campaign that's deserving of this opportunity. So congratulations to Sean Murphy, as well as Orlando Arcia, obviously, as well to Ronald Acuna Jr. And the thing is, is that we may not be done. Austin Riley, Matt Olson, Michael Harris II, Ozzy Albies, they all were in the final voting for Phase 2 at their respective positions. I don't necessarily know if all of them will make the All-Star team this year. You can also look at Bryce Elder potentially being an option for, for when it comes to the starters for the National League. But the point that I'm getting at is the Braves already have three players who are going to represent them for the National League in the All-Star game. I think there's a good chance that they could at least double that when all said and done and the full rosters are announced. So just an exciting time to see this Braves team recognized when it comes to how special of a start to the season it has truly been for this team. And now the opportunity turns to the Braves really taking control of the NL East as they welcome the Marlins to Atlanta. So the stage is now set, and it may be a bit surprising to say that about this series between the Braves and the Marlins as we come up to the weekend before the July 4th weekend. Both teams will hit the halfway point of their season this weekend, and I don't think that many can honestly say that they thought that this series would be between not only the two best teams in the National League East, but also two of the three best teams in the National League. That's right. The Marlins right now have the third best record in the National League. As a matter of fact, the Marlins are 45-28 and 28 versus the rest of Major League Baseball this year outside of facing the Braves. But versus Atlanta, they're 1-6. And, and Atlanta's six-game lead in the National League, you could attribute a bit of that to how well the Braves have played against the Marlins this year. And that can just simply continues a trend that we've seen over time. The Braves have fared very well against the Marlins during their five straight years of winning the National League East. But this time around, the Marlins, at least so far this year, are the biggest competition to the Braves in the National League East. So the opportunity is there for Atlanta to continue to pad their National League East lead as they directly face the Marlins. Because don't forget that there's a different schedule set up this year. National or Division opponents are not playing each other 18, 19 times a season like they used to. This will be the second-to-last series for the Braves and the Marlins to face each other. So it's going to be the second-to-last time to where they're going to have a direct impact on the standings by facing each other. So a golden opportunity for the Braves to be able to extend their lead in the NL East. And on the flip side, a golden opportunity for the Marlins to be able to maybe make up a little bit of ground. But the storyline does not stop at, you know, two of the three best teams in the National League facing off each other, the NL East two best teams facing off against each other. You've got some really fun individual matchups as well. You have the Braves offense, which right now, you know, obviously is the best offense in the National League. They'll be facing off against the one of the best pitchers in the National League right now in rookie Yuri Perez, as well as last year's Cy Young Award winner in, San, in Sandy Alcantara. You've also got the fact that two of the three favorites, in my opinion, right now for the National League MVP, Luis Arez, as well as Ronald Acuna Jr., they'll be facing each other indirectly in this series. Now, the Braves have done a great job so far against Arez in his career facing the Braves. I believe all of the matchups 
in his career versus the Braves have been this year. He only has a 577 OPS against the Braves in seven games so far this season. Of course, we know Ronald Acuna Jr., who has over a 1,000 OPS in his career against the Marlins, he has absolutely dominated the Marlins at times. He has been the absolute sole reason that the Braves have won series against the Marlins in the past. So a very exciting and interesting matchup on many levels when it comes to the Braves versus the Marlins. But another factor in all of this that's going to be a lot of fun to see is that Friday night, while it's not been announced as of yet, as of the of this recording, it likely is going to be the fact that Michael Soroka will actually be returning to the mound to represent the Braves. He had two starts earlier this year um, against the Athletics and as well as against the Arizona Diamondbacks. There were times where Soroka certainly had a bit of success, but mostly there were some struggles, especially giving up the long ball. So the Braves sent him down to the minor leagues to do some tinkering. That has definitely been successful as Soroka has looked very good over his past few starts since being sent down back to Gwinnett. So it's going to be awesome to see Michael Soroka be able to, for the first time in nearly three years, yes, nearly three years, this is actually going to be the first time that he's going to be starting at home for the Braves against the Marlins. So that's going to be really, really exciting for a, for a lot of different reasons, for the fan base, for the franchise. And of course, for Soroka himself, the first time that he'll be starting at home in nearly three years, the first time in, in nearly four years that he'll be performing at home with fans in the stands. So there are going to be a lot of you know nerves. I imagine Soroka will be just fine, but it's going to be really exciting to see him take the mound, and hopefully he'll be able to put together a good stretch of starts to where he can remain in the plans for the Braves as the season goes along. But in this matchup, it'll be Michael Soroka versus Brian Hoeing for the Marlins. Hoeing so far this year is a 2.31 ERA, 3.56 FIP, over 18 games and four starts, 35 innings. He's done very well in the roles that he's asked to be, in that he's asked to perform, but it also definitely seems as if the Braves could have the opportunity to strike early and strike fast. And three appearances against the Braves, he's been he's he has given up seven runs in six innings, and he's only struck out as much as he's walked. So he has struggled mightily against the Braves. So this could be an opportunity once again to where, with the fact that Soroka is going to be starting once again in the majors at home in a huge matchup against the Marlins. You have to think that the Braves are really going to be focused on giving him as much run support as he can handle early on. And if the Braves can get out to a good start, you have to think that Soroka will be able to settle in and hopefully put together five or six innings of good work. But after the Friday night pitching matchups, that's really when the excitement level starts to take off. The fireworks, if you will, when it comes to some pretty awesome pitching matchups. Charlie Morton will be on the mound for the Braves up and down this year so far. He's put together you know, a pretty successful stretch here in the month of June, but he'll be facing off against Yuri Perez. And listen, Corbin Carroll, by far, is very deserving of the National League Rookie of the Year, but you have to think that Yuri Perez is, is working his way maybe to be in the second you know, best rookie in the National League so far this year. You, I don't think that we're going to see a head-to-head -head matchup you know, like we did with Michael Harrison and Spencer Strider last year at any point in time soon, but Yuri Perez has been absolutely dominant so far in the majors. A 1.34 ERA through the first nine starts that he has been in. A 29.2 um, K percentage through his first 47 innings. He's been absolutely incredible. One of the best performing rookies 
since that we've seen really since Spencer Strider, but in general, especially at the age of, of 20 that Perez is, I believe 19 yet, at the age of 20, Perez has just been absolutely spectacular. So I know that he's a Marlin, but if you're a Braves fan, you certainly are going to look forward to seeing him start. He'll be taking the mound for the Marlins on Saturday. And then on Sunday, the pitching matchup gets even better when it comes to, to, to star-level talent. Spencer Strider for the Braves against last year's Cy Young Award winner, Sandy Alcantara. Now, Alcantara has not been to the level that he was last year, but make no mistake about it, he is more than capable of putting together a dominant start at any point in time. So, in other words, the Braves are definitely going to have their work cut out for them. Now, when it comes to the Braves... The offense, once again, this is where the Braves have the advantage. You definitely have to recognize that the Marlins, when it comes to the starting pitching, I think that you can make the argument that they are favored in this series. You have to think that, you know, on, on at least Saturday and, and possibly Sunday as well, you know, you, ha you can make an argument, I think, either way when it comes to the starting pitching in this matchup. But where the Braves have the clear-cut advantage in this weekend series is their offense. Not only Ronald Acuna Jr., but Austin Riley has done very well against the Marlins in his career. If this offense, especially on Friday, can get the job done early, can get an early lead, you have to feel confident that they think that they'll have the bullpen advantage as well. And if Michael Soroka can limit the Marlins enough, this Braves team can get a big victory on Friday night. But the other thing to remember is this. This Marlins team, yes, their offense has been heavily, heavily reliant upon the production of Luis Arez as well as Jorge Soler, the first two hitters in their lineup. There's, there's no denying that. This Marlins lineup has been heavily dependent on the production of those two players. So if the Braves can limit the overall production of Arez and Soler, they have to like their chances overall over the next three games. But Jesus Sanchez as well as Garrett Cooper... They also, over the past few years, have had quite a bit of success against the Braves. So the Braves are going to have to make sure that they don't make mistakes. You know, Once they get past Arias and Soler, and if they have success against them, you can't let up when it comes to your overall effort. So Atlanta's going to have to make sure that you know not only are they limiting Arias as well as Soler, but they're not letting others like Jesus Sanchez and Garrett Cooper get hot as well. So going into this matchup, I do feel the Braves certainly have to be confident. And, and, and at the end of the day, here, here's the simple truth. Yes, you definitely want Atlanta to win at least two out of three games. And they certainly have a very good shot. I think that if you you know had series odds for the weekend, I think the Braves definitely would be the clear-cut favorite to win at least two out of three. But if the Braves can just simply get the series opening win on Friday, that means at the end of the weekend, if they were to lose the next two games, they still would be a comfortable five games ahead against the Marlins entering July and entering a stretch in which they should be able to maintain that lead once we get to the All-Star break. So it all starts tonight. A lot of excitement with Michael Soroka on the mound, being at home, a big series against the Marlins, the offense performing like it is, so many different things going on. But if the Braves can maintain their focus and get the job done tonight, that could really set the tone for the weekend and also make it to where they've already had a successful series by making sure that they're not letting the Marlins get any type of steam going into Saturday and to Sunday. A lot of excitement in the air when it comes to being a Braves fan and covering the Braves, and we've got you covered here at BatteryPower.com and the Battery Power Podca Podcast Network. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. 
always a pleasure. Until next time, we'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. <laughs>